0: Hi guys, welcome back to the Gen Z Girl Podcast. My name is Abby Aslan and I am the host. It's currently Sunday, kind of late at night. I am recording this podcast and I have spent all day doing schoolwork and really deep cleaning my house and it just feels incredible to have a really clean space to be in heading into a new week. I've been like super into cleaning and stuff I guess lately I could say, like I guess just a big cleaning kick. And um, cooking and baking and stuff, honestly, too, um, which is nice, I guess. It's kind of weird because I go through phases with it, but um, I've been like really trying the deep clean every week. I feel like it just starts the week off on a really good note and stay tidying up every day. I don't know why I'm telling you guys about this, but I am. So today's episode, I'm super excited for. I'm going to be sharing with you all five habits that will help improve your mental health, and I'm trying to do habits that are outside of the typical. Um, You know, exercise, sleep more, journal, read more, eat healthier, limit social media, and so on. Um, And all of those things definitely will help your overall mental health and mental state. But I just want to give you guys like five proactive tips um, that you guys can actively take on yourselves to make an effort to um, change your mindset and change the way you think about things um, to become better and stronger for the long run rather than quick fixes or distractions um, that are harder to, you know, keep long term but as you guys know I like to start off the episode with a quote and this week's quote is self-care is giving the world the best of you instead of what's left of you and I love this quote because I feel like this kind of embodies what I always preach on here about um, making sure you aren't pouring from an empty cup um, no matter whether that's into yourself into relationships into work into your hobbies into any friendships Um, Whatever it is, I think a lot of us just forget to you know, take care of ourselves and we just kind of give back to the people and the things that are important in our lives with what we have left rather than giving our best. And it's because we just don't um, really take the time to take care of ourselves. But I think this whole quote just kind of embodies making sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can give the best of you rather than just giving what you have left at the end of the day um, because you're not taking care of yourself. And I know like self-care is really like preachy and trendy and it's just kind of like one of those terms that is getting really annoying um, in a way, kind of like the hustle culture and all that stuff and influencer life and everything like that. But at the end of the day, um, as opposed to hustle and grind and boss babe and all that crap um self-care at the end of the day is actually like important and it means something it has some uh, kind of a deeper meaning i guess you could say um and my goal for this week you guys know i like to give um a goal for the week in gratitude as well i'm really trying to like curate and practice my morning routine each morning um, I am trying to like kind of envision, I'm in the process right now of envisioning what like my ideal morning routine would be like. And it's honestly a process because I have to make sure it works with my schedule and I want it to be something that I do around the same time every single morning. Right now I have like no structure to my mornings really besides eating like the same breakfast and getting up or in a similar time frame, And that's like the only structure there is. And I really want it to be more structured than that, um, more consistent. I just feel like it helps me have more consistent and better days. And I feel like it just helps a lot. And it's ironic because I just recorded, I haven't like edited it or uploaded it yet, but I just recorded a morning routine for my YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel if you guys did not know, but I'm sure most of you know that. And I don't know when I'm going to be able to upload it. And it's funny because it is a, my morning routine. Like I, the video was so real and like... Everything I did in the video is so like normal to my everyday routine, but I don't in that morning routine and in my real morning routine, of course, since it was my real morning routine, there are certain things that I would really like to do that I'm not doing. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I can make time for, what I really, really care about at the end of the day that I really want to implement in the morning and get that going. So I think, um, maybe not starting that. I mean, I guess starting that practice this morning or not this morning, this week, I would really like to start that practice of the same morning routine every morning, but I'm just gonna start trying it out this week. I don't, I'm not setting up expectations of myself to do it every single morning this week. And I just really want to find out what works best for me. Um, I really like reading articles about like morning routines and like watching videos and stuff to help get inspired for what I want in my morning routine and just reading about um and listening to podcasts about people's morning routines to hear what other people do because it helps me figure out how I want to curate mine. And I'd really like to do a whole episode on, like, curating your morning routine and, like, my my personal idealized morning routine and then sharing how to, like, create one with you guys and, like, find what's best for you. Um, that's something that will probably take a long time to plan. So, I mean, I doubt it will be, like, next week's episode. But if you guys are interested in that, definitely let me know. Anyways, that's my goal and my gratitude Today, I am just so thankful to be alive and on this earth. And I say that because earlier today, I don't remember what time it was, but it was like early, early afternoon. Um, my boyfriend told me that Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash. And I did not believe him. I was like, you're f-, like, because he was showing me an article or whatever. And I was like, it's a fake article. Like, it's not real. Because I just didn't believe it. But it's so crazy because it's like, you know, when. I mean, tragedies happen every single day in life. And as we get older, um, which obviously, like, this is just, I mean, how the world works. As you get older, you see more tragedies and you feel more tragedies because you have more years under your belt. And I feel like it just gets harder and harder every year because I just, like, feel so empathetic towards it in a way. And it's just crazy because when it's people who are, like, of such, like, high regard and are just seem, like, untouchable in a way... When their lives get taken in a second um it just kind of like really shows everyone how delicate and precious life is and even those people who seem untouchable and who are legends and everything like it can happen to them too and that really shows that it can happen to literally any of us at any second and that not a single moment is guaranteed and you know we just really need to make the most of it. every single day not take a single conversation for granted you know like seeing people like Having any kind of, like, just little quarrels with people, like, it's just not worth it at the end of the day, I mean, because life is just so much more than that, and, like, the little moments truly matter the most, and it's honestly just put me in such a weird mood all day, like, I didn't even know him, of course, and I am not a Lakers fan, or wasn't um, at any point, but just knowing, um, hearing that name all the time growing up, and, like, seeing him play growing up and everything, it's just, like, absolutely insane, So with that said, um, my heart just goes out to all that were involved in that crash, because I know it was more than just him and his daughter, uh, or one of his daughters, and um, I'm just really heartbroken by it, and my thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the friends and families of everyone um, who is involved, and it's just really, really sad, and it's just one of those things that just, like, makes you just really take a step back and look at life and just be extra grateful So let's just go ahead and get started with the episode. Um, So my first tip um, for improving your mental health or health, what am I saying? (laughs) Number one is to stop trying to fit in with the culture of being busy and let yourself slow down. So as you guys know, I'm sure being busy does not equate to being successful or productive. A lot of people claim to be busy but are like literally busy doing nothing and they're just creating that illusion to you know for their following or whoever is like in their life and they're not actually working towards anything um they're instead just kind of like creating this facade of being productive by placing a ton of meaningless things on their schedule or to-do lists when in reality um you know they're kind of insecure from the feelings of inadequacy from the pressure to be busy and have a slam schedule. I think a lot of people who like claim to be busy and aren't actually busy don't even like really mean to be that way. It's that they just feel pressured to live a busy and hustle bustle lifestyle and have a slam schedule all the time just because that's what is so glorified in the modern day world. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, we were not made to work harder all day every day and grind it out 110% all the time. Um, we do like to consume content, you know, that inspires us to be productive and what makes us feel productive. But I think consuming that kind of content so much along with always seeing what other people are up to on social media has kind of made us feel the need to constantly be working. And if we constantly worked and never really rested, what would the quality of our work look like? You know, what would our relationships and friendships look like? What would research, you know, start to say our lifespan was looking like? you know, research proves time and time again how imperative it is to our life longevity and our quality of life to get sleep and like actually rest and to take breaks and to recharge. And it's so hard to like do all of that without feeling guilty, um, with the way our culture is nowadays. And it just makes things really, really hard, especially on, I feel like I hate saying, especially on people who create content, but there is this like implicit underlying Um, almost like demand for us to be productive and like model this like lifestyle of productivity and of you know like getting things done and having that kind of a lifestyle Um, so then it kind of makes us who create content feel like we can never really be turned off and it makes us feel guilty for taking time off like I never have a single day During a week where I fully rest, I am always doing some type of work, whether it's schoolwork for the podcast for my youtube channel For instagram, whatever it is. I'm always doing some kind of work And I really want to get in a place where I like manage my time so freaking well to where I can take one full day of just rest because that's how our lives were supposed to be but they aren't that way anymore because we Put working hard on a pedestal and people think that hours worked um is perfectly correlated with productivity it just doesn't work that way and I think that's like a big thing in um workplace culture is a lot of people think it looks better to stay longer hours and that you know there's pressure to stay longer hours for a lot of people um just because it looks better and it makes you look like you're getting more done when in reality that's not the true measurement of how much you're getting done And I was kind of like a little bit of a tangent, but just because you take a day off or take time to rest, it does not mean you are behind. It does not mean you are slacking or anything of that sort. And it took me a long time to be okay with resting. And I still struggle with it to this day um, because I do always feel guilty when I'm resting because I'm always thinking about what I could be doing, what I could be getting ahead on, what I could be getting done for next week and all these other things that I have to do. Or things that I just plan on doing tomorrow that I could, you know, take off my plate tomorrow and start today. Like, no, I need to leave that for tomorrow because it will still be there tomorrow and I can get it done tomorrow. Um, But at first, I would, like, finally take the time to rest and then I would go on social media or think about what someone else may be doing. And then I would instantly feel pressured and think to myself that I'm, like, failing or I'm inferior for taking the time to rest while some other friends were studying or while other people were making really cool YouTube videos or doing great sponsorships and working hard towards that. um, When in reality, I just needed to learn how to rest without thinking of it as a setback because it's literally your time to recharge that you can spring ahead. If you don't allow yourself to truly rest without thinking of it as falling behind, it will set you back. And I know I said, like as content creators, it's really hard to like not feel guilty about resting. Um, but that's true for all of us. I mean, like for anyone, every person, whether they're like a content creator or not, I guess what I was trying to say is that like a lot of people don't realize the extra pressure that we put on ourselves just from the implicit demand, um, that we feel to always be on and like look productive all the time, especially when we're uploading really frequently, um and a book that I want to recommend to you guys I haven't even started reading it yet but I am recommending it because I've just heard so many good things about it I heard about it from Michelle Reed she's an awesome youtuber if you guys don't know about her but um it is called to hell with a hustle you can get it on Amazon cheapest probably I should honestly probably audible it because it's just really hard for me to like read books during school but I have been really good this week about reading I've read like three or four nights this week So that makes me happy and I'm almost done with the book I'm on right now and then I'm going to move on to the to Hell with the hustle book and I started reading it over Christmas break but I only got like 20 pages into it and then haven't picked it up since then so I'm going to like start over obviously so that I can like get myself back into it and get to where I'm at but that book is supposed to be like sort of I'm pretty sure it's like a Christian approach book but I think it's good for anyone to read um, about just kind of like separating ourselves from this hustle culture. I, get, I can't really give that much of a synopsis of the book since I haven't read it yet, but definitely recommend checking it out if you want to say to hell with the hustle. Um number 2, set boundaries to take self-care to the next level. Basically what I mean by that is that a lot of us don't really set boundaries in our life and um what I'm saying by saying, you know, taking self-care to the next level, I just mean that like if you learn how to set boundaries with yourself, It will make you have more time to take care of yourself. And it will, it's like a form of self-care that like isn't really talked about, I feel like. And it's a form of self-care that doesn't involve like all of these things don't really involve like spending money or like doing anything extravagant to take care of yourself. It's just things that like you can do internally that will provide great long term results if you make the conscious effort to train your mind to do these things. And that's a big thing. Um, that I want to like note really quickly before I get into this um, second step or second thing but a lot of times I think people think that their mindset and their mental health and the way they view things the way they react and respond to things um, and just the thoughts they have are sort of like innate and they're you know constant and like you're never gonna or they're fixed and you're never gonna be able to change them but take it from me firsthand I have always been the most pessimistic person in the world, like, I've always been so negative, and I, like, remember my, um, mom, like, even, like, mentioning to me when I was younger, like, about, like, how negative of a view I had and stuff, and, like, she never said it in, like, a mean way, but she would just be, like, why do you think like that all the time, and, like, I've had friends that say the same things, and, like, um, my boyfriend said the same thing, and it's something that I have, like, consciously worked on for, like, the past year and a half, I'd say, is just, like, changing my, mindset and it has like been a really constant and persistent effort of me m- making the decision to like choose to focus on what I'm thinking about at the end of the day instead of just letting thoughts be there. Um so like an example of it is just basically like if I have an initial response to something that's like you know really dramatic or it's really negative and I'm at a point now where like the first thing you have to do is recognize those thoughts. I'm at a point now where I always pick them up and I always recognize them and I'm instantly able to turn that thought around. And as a result, I have a lot less negative and dramatic and overreactive and explosive thoughts and um, feelings and stuff like that. And it's really helped my mental health a lot because I feel a lot less like naturally pessimistic, (laughs) I guess I could say. But anyways, back to the boundaries. Um, taking a step back and learning what you need to say no to is really important Um, whether it's saying no to someone yourself a bad habit or a negative thought whatever it is recognizing those areas in your life that lack boundaries and then learning to implement them into your life will seriously transform the respect you have and develop for yourself and it'll also help you maintain self-discipline, and self-respect. And this will help you in both your personal and professional relationships and friendships. Um, Think of boundaries sort of as promises to yourself to help you stay on track and maintain stability in your mental and emotional health. So some examples of boundaries, just like give you guys an idea of like what I'm talking about, if this just seems kind of like foreign to you, because I know it definitely can if you've never really thought about it before. But you could be Cutting off working past a certain hour of the day, and like setting that boundary for yourself to only let you um, let yourself work certain hours of the day. Saying no to people who take advantage of you and your kindness. So if you're like a people pleaser and people always know that you're going to say yes to any favor they ask of you, um, learning to say no to the things that truly just are them taking advantage of you. Like it's okay to still say yes to them for things that you do want to help them out with and stuff, and you don't have to benefit. Um, all the time in order to justify like helping someone out like I think there's plenty of times where you're going to help people out in life where it doesn't really provide any benefit to you but I still think it's important to know that um, but knowing when to say no to those people who take advantage of you and your kindness is really important and that's a boundary to set um, not checking social media every time you have like brief downtimes, a good boundary Um, sticking to a budget's a boundary, um, sticking to a shopping list is a boundary, things like that. Just setting those boundaries with yourself where you're promising that you're going to do certain things and do them consistently um, and not let yourself down. And just as a side note, it's like I said, it's not really talked about enough, but it really is just making promises to yourself and setting boundaries can be scary, especially when it involves really big commitments or saying no to like other people Um, or like really bad habits you may have. And it can be hard or scary to tell people no, to ask for more or less, whatever it is. But setting the boundaries will transform your self-esteem and self-respect and determination um, because you train your mind to prioritize yourself and do the things that you know are good for you and that are going to help you become a better person and feel better mentally and emotionally. So the third thing is to practice gratitude. I feel like you guys probably want me to shut up about gratitude because I know I probably just talk about it all the time. I do talk about it all the time, but it's for a reason. I'm not saying it because it's like a trendy thing to practice gratitude and like be grateful or whatever. But I talk about it so much because it truly works and can change like any pessimist to an optimist like I was talking about earlier. Um, You know, I've always just viewed human nature as generally like pessimistic and ill-natured and everything. Um, But once I realized that I had, you know, such an inherently pessimistic way of thinking and it's like kind of I feel like if you're a pessimist and like you are vocal about your pessimism in a way where you're like speaking the negative things a lot of the time it really brings other people down um and once I kind of realized that I was like not only bringing myself down but also bringing other people down with the way I thought and um reacted to things I decided I want to try wanted to try and change that because I was just tired of living a life constantly thinking, like, of the worst possible thing first and thinking of um, just the worst scenario as my first response to everything. Um, So I honestly think the most genuine and proactive and effective way of doing this is just by, like, practicing gratitude. um, If you're wanting to, like, kind of change your mindset from being pessimistic to optimistic. As I've mentioned before, um, when you are grateful for what you have, no matter how small or simplistic the nature Of what you're thankful for is, you will feel more full on the inside and you'll stop looking to the outside world for that gratification to fill yourself up because you'll already feel full and you'll not have that natural desire to want more or to search for for, search for fulfillment in outside areas. And if you don't practice gratitude, you know you're empty on the inside. I don't want to say like you're empty on the inside, but you're basically empty (laughs) on the inside. And you're someone who's going to be looking around you at materialistic things or statuses or things of that sort to help fill you up. And you're constantly going to be relying on other people to provide you with that fulfillment. And at the end of the day, if you just learn how to practice gratitude, um, you'll feel more whole and satisfied on the inside because you'll no longer look externally for that internal fulfillment. Um, and I feel like ever since I started practicing gratitude, you know, like being thankful for little things like waking up and the sun's shining, the birds chirping, getting a good parking spot, um, getting things done on time, anything like that. I'm naturally a more optimistic person um, ever since I like took the effort to be thankful for those things. And I find myself complaining a lot less. I honestly shop a lot less than I used to. Um, and I just like don't really seek validation from others as much as I used to. I feel like I always used to you know, want other people's inputs before I, like, made decisions. And I still do that sometimes, like, with certain things. Like, if I'm going to be, like, making a purchase or something and I just want, like, someone's opinion on it or something like that. But I feel like I would always, just, like, stupid decisions, like, going and getting my nails done or something. Like, I would always talk to other people about that and try and get validation from them. And I don't know why I ever was like that. But but that's just, I've always been, like, an indecisive person, I feel like. So naturally now I feel confident in my own decisions and in myself and I feel happy with my decisions and myself because I'm more fulfilled from practicing gratitude so I spend a lot less time you know seeking that validation from others and I even find myself trying to get others to think this way like whenever someone I know that I'm close to is going through something or something small happens to them and they just have like a really negative reaction or they say something really negative negative. I always try and like present an optimistic way of thinking to them like it you know hey like at least be you know I'm probably it's probably really annoying now that I think about it but I I am that person that's just like hey like just think it could be like this just be grateful that it's like this you know that kind of thing I don't really know of a specific example off the top of my head but I feel like I always want to try and put things in perspective for other people and remind them of how much worse things could could be or like remind them of how things could be better if they worked on it and I feel like it truly helps me respond in a more optimistic way myself to things whenever I'm also helping others do that and I feel like it helps them too at the end of the day um, and it's easy to convince yourself that the way you think can't be changed like I said and that it's permanent but trust me training your mind is totally doable and it can transform your life I promise Number four, stop gossiping. So this one is just super foundational to having a really strong emotional and mental health, especially when it comes to comparison and things of that nature. And, you know, like having a competitive nature and like friendships and stuff. Um, I think that gossiping doesn't really do anything but show how ugly someone is on the inside. And it's purely a reflection of the person doing the gossiping, not about the person being gossiped, if that makes sense. And this means like over text, in person, on social media, etc. If you wouldn't say it to their face, don't say it at all. I know a lot of times people will like send things in group texts about someone or like send a picture that someone posted or something along those lines. um, And everyone's literally guilty of doing that and participating in it. And I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it. But participating in it doesn't do anything but harm your own character. You know, you have to be mature enough to let your own experiences with people define what you believe rather than choosing to believe gossip from someone else. And this has just like absolutely changed my life. Because I feel like when I was younger, I would hear gossip about someone and instantly believe it. And it would kind of prohibit me from ever getting close to certain people or even giving someone a shot at friendship because I had heard something about them that probably wasn't even true at the end of the day or one of my friends was just saying something just so that I wouldn't want to be friends with someone or that kind of situation. But in reality, we can't let other people's experiences with someone define our relationship with someone. That's like literally crazy. And we all know that at the end of the day, only we know ourselves truly. And we have to remember that what others say about us and, and like what we say about others has nothing to do with us or with them. Um, And it has everything to do with the person that's doing the talking. And I think um, being friends with people who find joy or thrive off of belittling others and judging them is really, really dangerous because it's a behavior that people who are insecure with themselves exhibit and it will suck you into doing the same exact thing. And it's going to be something that you begin to thrive off of even if you never meant to do it and even if you never meant to be like that. And I've had friendships like that where or I've been in friendships where, you know, people were, were just constantly like dragging other people and it's just really hard. But I think doing yourself a favor, favor and either removing yourself from negative gossip, ignoring it or standing up, um, to the people gossiping and standing up for the person that's being gossiped about and just saying, you know, they wouldn't appreciate you saying this. So like, what's the point? Like literally what is the point of what you're doing? Like you're not accomplishing anything. And, um, just reminding them that they wouldn't want people talking poorly about them or saying anything about them. That's not true, especially when it's based off of assumptions. And a lot of the time, gossip stems from people who claim to be, like, all-knowing and who just think that they know everything that's going on in everyone's lives and it's all always based off of assumptions and trying to get others to believe it. And, you know, if I'm ever in a situation where I'm just, like, in a group of people who are gossiping or I'm, I'm in, like, a group text or you know someone just sends something to me that's gossiping um in some kind of negative way because there is like gossip that's not like negative about like necessary or bad and necessarily about other people but if it's like any kind of like bad or just immature gossip i just try not to say anything or i change the subject or i stand up for the person if i know them personally but a lot of the times honestly i just ignore it or i just like kind of change the subject and like talk about something else because I'm at a phase now where I just like don't tolerate it. Um, and I just don't think that it's, uh, you know, worth anyone's time because it just makes you look very, you know, unhappy and insecure with yourself whenever you take the time out of your day out of like the precious time out of your day to talk about someone else. And I just really think that not gossiping can really, really help how you, handle your relationships with others and your friendships with others and I feel like it's just such a mature step to take because I know it's something that all of us do and we're always going to do until the day we die like it's literally something we're always going to do because it's just in our human nature to you know do things like that but I think that if you take it under your control and do the best you can to not do it it seriously will help you a lot So the fifth thing and final thing is to let go of expectations and that is um, expectations of other people and expectations uh, you have for yourself. Um, And something I just want to say is that the less we try to have control over everything in our lives, the more we will be able to live. Just like think about that for a second. If we spent less time trying to like control everything going on and like making sure everything played out the way we wanted it to um if we just spent less time doing all that we would have so much more time to actually like live and enjoy the moment and like actually be present because we let go of that you know need and feeling of needing to control uh, everything going on around us and a lot of times we create expectations for ourselves and the people in our lives um and our jobs and stuff and just so many other things and we go crazy when things don't go how we thought they were going to But in reality, a lot of the time, you know, we set unrealistic expectations for ourselves and others and get mad when people don't act or exist how we expect them to be. But it's not their job to live a life modeled after our expectations of them. You know, like your best friend or your girlfriend or boyfriend isn't going to, you know, live the vision you have for them in your head. They're going to be themselves at the end of the day and they're not going to, you know, uphold all these expectations that you've just kind of created in your head, um, of them. And it's kind of like that phrase, you know, no expectations, no disappointments. And obviously, you know, like there's standards, like I'm not saying to not have standards, but like <laughs> expectations on standards are completely different. And, um, expectations are basically the equivalent of asking for resentment in the future, you know, cause you're setting yourself up to resent the people in your life or even yourself, By living a life controlled by expectations and you're literally setting yourself up to hate a situation or hate a person or hate yourself because of, you know, setting up these expectations you have for other people and yourself that aren't really going to be fulfilled. And I think the less we set expectations, the more calm we are during chaotic and rough times because we see things for how they are rather than reacting to how we thought they were going to be. And that's another like really powerful thing that like I just want to keep saying a million times until I get it through to y'all's heads. Because sometimes I feel like when I listen to podcasts, I just like hear something and it goes in one ear and out the other. But that's just one of those phrases I really want people to cling on to is that the less we set expectations, the more calm we are during chaotic or rough times because we see things for how they are rather than reacting to how they should be um, or how we thought they should be. And expectations are all about us wishing we could control these things in our life, and getting mad when we can't control them because they weren't meant to be controlled by us in the first place. And just accepting things for how they are is a huge, huge step for growth. Instead of, you know, just trying to like plan out every little thing that um, and how we think those things should go. And I think that accepting things how. They for how they are is just a big, big step that um, you can take in bettering your mental health and how you feel about things and how you react to things and just your overall contentment. I guess you could say because um, I think a lot of the times we get so hurt by people just because we have expectations for them that aren't their responsibility to uphold. And if we just let go of those expectations and accept people for who they are and accept ourselves for who we are instead of who we want them or ourselves to be. We save ourselves a lot of heartache and heartbreak in the end that wasn't even intended from them. So those are like my five free, you know, like don't spend any money uh, having to do it um, type of like things that will help you better your mental health and your life. And um, like I said earlier, these are like tried and true for me. Like I am not just like pulling these out of nowhere. These are things that I genuinely have like, practiced in my life for some time now and I've seen the positive results that they've created for me um but as you guys know I love to do questions at the end of my episode that pertain to the episode um as long as it's like not in like a, literally a Q&A or anything like that um so I'm going to go ahead and get into answering you guys questions and I asked on my Instagram for the podcast which is just at Gen Z Girl podcast I highly recommend you guys follow it also join the facebook group you guys um in the facebook group such an incredible community um and you guys can like network in there ask questions whatever it is and if you just search gen z girl podcast on facebook and then you see the group suggestion that comes up click on that you'll have to answer three super simple questions to join and i will let you in as long as you answer the questions um, and answer them correctly i guess but they're not hard i promise you guys can all definitely get them So, going into the questions, um, which I highly recommend you guys following the Instagram and stuff because it's where I normally go to ask the questions. So, first question is how to stop comparing, especially when looking at Instagram. So, I could probably do a whole episode on like comparison and how it just like steals your joy at the end of the day, Um, but I think you have to become in a place with yourself where you're confident and you are comfortable with who you are in order to stop comparing yourself. And something I talked about in my very first podcast episode was how finding um, your passion can help you develop a really strong sense of confidence. And if you want to hear more about that, I highly recommend going and listening to that episode. Um, But for me, I feel like I stopped comparing myself myself to others whenever I felt like I was fulfilling my passion and I was um really working towards that, which was basically when I started my YouTube channel. I used to compare myself to people all the time on Instagram. I used to, you know, just get really insecure about like the way I looked, of course, because that's what we all do with Instagram. Um, but in reality, you know, a lot of the times pictures are so over edited or they're just straight up fake. Sometimes people really are just, you know, like that amazing looking or <laughs> they're just that amazing. But I think that if you're in a place where you aren't confident with yourself. Um, I think the best thing you could do for yourself is unfollow anyone who makes you feel worse and more insecure. And I think that once you get in a place where you are confident and comfortable with who you are, um, it, you won't really be phased by that stuff on Instagram as much. You may every now and then because like, that's normal. I feel like everyone goes through stages of that. But I think in general, um, the best solution uh, in regards to Instagram is to just literally – and you don't have to unfollow them. You can mute them so you don't see their stuff um, on Instagram, but you'll still be following them. But I think that in order to benefit your mental health in the best possible way, it's best to just eliminate – even seeing it at all until you're in a place where you're so comfortable and confident in yourself. Um, and you know, you don't find your value in, um, external things and you don't, uh, think that you should like, okay, how do I phrase this? Whenever you get to a point where you're, um, you know, not looking externally for validation because you are so confident and happy with who you are it won't really affect you to see that stuff on instagram anymore but if you're in a place where you find your worth based off of how other people look and how people react to how other people look and react to how you look it's just not good for you to be looking at that um and seeing it all the time so the next question is um i have depression and anxiety and i feel like i care too much about people and it affects my emotions any tips So I totally relate to this. Um, I feel like I am extremely attached, like super duper, like hyper attached, I guess you could say, and um, so just like empathetic in a way. And I like really feel this whenever like bad things happen in the world, which is literally every single day. But when like tragedies happen, you know, like today, like with Kobe Bryant dying or like when, you know, the wildfires in Australia or, you know, there's shootings and just illnesses, the coronavirus, like all that kind of stuff. I get such a heavy heart and I could literally cry my eyes out over it. And it's just stuff that I can't control. So I think that like one big tip I have for you guys, uh, if you feel like you care too much about things and like you just feel like you have, like you feel the weight of the world, um from things that happen in the world and from things that happen with people in your life that you shouldn't really be that affected by like it's okay to have like a little bit of empathy for people and like be like oh my gosh that's so heartbreaking and sad but if like it seriously affects your entire day and it completely brings you down um you just need to get in a place where you can like pause and recognize like what's in your control and what's out of your control and try and just like justify whether or not um what you're reacting to and like the level you're reacting on is appropriate because a lot of times I find myself like completely overreacting to stuff and getting really upset and sad and it's stuff that's completely out of my control but I know you said you you feel like you care too much about people and it affects your emotions so I this is like really like weird because I feel like I haven't talked about this before But, um, whenever, before I went on birth control, I went on birth control in like my senior year of high school, I think, because my periods were just like really irregular and I was like losing a lot of blood and I would like get really dizzy and like pass out sometimes. And like, it was just really bad. And, um, I was having them like every two or three weeks and the whole time I had had one, it had been every three weeks, but it started getting to a point where it was every two weeks and I just couldn't handle it anymore. Um, and my mom had been telling me to go on it for so long because, you know, she was like, this isn't good for you to like be like this all the time and have, you know, like such painful cramps and like be going through all this. So finally I had had enough in senior year. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is negatively affecting like everything. And I just have to do this for myself, um, just to take care of myself. So once I got on birth control, Oh my gosh, I my hormones have completely changed. I feel like before I went on birth control, like my entire and I'm on like the really like low, low dosage or whatever, but still it affects your hormones so much. Um, but when I before I went on it, I felt very untouched by like the world. And like I felt like I could distance myself and separate myself from things that didn't really involve me. Like if it involved me, like yeah, I'd react to it, I'd get emotional about it um but I felt like I I don't want to say I was emotionless but like I feel like I like really just wasn't that emotional of a person overall and then I started birth control and I holy cow I feel like my relationships and my friendships just completely changed because I am so much more emotional now I feel things on like a much much deeper level Um, than I ever have in my life and a part of that's probably getting older too because I think as you get older you start to like just realize how like precious life is and everything and like that starts to like mess with your head especially if you're a woman but um, I just feel like I have always been so much more attached and like in so deep with like relationships and friendships than I used to be but anyways um, with it affecting your emotions and like caring too much I feel like It's the same thing like you have to recognize if it's something that like you can control because I think a lot of times um, caring about people too much like we may just like be so we may be counting on them so much to make us feel good and make us feel happy and we're reliant on them to like fulfill us and bring us happiness so I think if you're at a point where you feel like you just care too much about people um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't want to sit here and say you need to change that, but like, I know how it can affect your emotions and how it can make you feel and how it can just make you feel upset all the time because you feel like it's not really getting reciprocated when in reality you were just so hyper-focused on those relationships and friendships that, you know, you need to kind of like channel that energy elsewhere and find things that help you, um, focus in different areas and like, whether that's a hobby or, you know, like whatever it is, just finding things that you can invest your time in and invest, you know, cause like when you invest your time in things, you know, you'll start to think about different things and like your thoughts will change and like you will just become focused on other stuff. Um, so I guess that's like my best tip for that. But like, honestly, I'm still kind of struggling with that too. I feel like I get, I like care too much about, I don't want to say like I care too much about people, but like I do, there are times when I care too much and, i just need to take a step back and you know look at what i'm doing to myself um so i don't really know honestly i don't know if that helped you at all i hope it did but i'm honestly that's something that i relate with so it's hard for me to give advice on it but the next question is how are you feeling both mentally and physically love you tons love you too um i am feeling good physically I feel like I'm in a really good place where um with the gym and everything like like working out and like just really making sure I'm doing that to just like feel better and everything and actually haven't worked out since Wednesday and today's Sunday but I have a really bad ingrown toenail and I can't really put any pressure on my toe or wear closed toed shoes right now which is really hard since it's cold but um so that kind of sucks but that's obviously something I'll come back from and it's temporary mentally I've been in like a weird state like all of January just because of you know graduating this semester and it being my last semester I'm like in a weird place because for the first time I like finally felt I think it was like a week and a half ago like I finally felt a sense of being ready for the next stage of life rather than being fearful um about it and having like anxieties about it which I still do of course but I had like a moment where I truly felt like you know what I'm ready for the next phase of life and I'm ready to I'm ready for that I'm ready for what it has to bring and I'm ready to move on which I thought for I would always be like just dreading and like kicking and screaming about leaving college and everything but um so yeah I guess I'm just trying to kind of like adjust to that and like realizing that I'm graduating and everything and I still don't know if I'm going to grad school or not so I may end up being here another year after saying all this but I'm feeling good I'm just like really trying to focus on getting in a really good mental and emotional and physical state and like having a routine of taking care of myself and all of those aspects before the summer starts whenever I start my internship because obviously I'm going to be insanely busy with everything going on. And I think if I go into that, I was talking about this in my last uh, vlog I uploaded, which would have been yesterday. If you're listening to this, the day the podcast came up or it came out, but I really would think that if I go into this summer and my internship in a place where I am, you know, kind of like in a rocky place, emotionally, mentally, or physically, it's going to like crash and burn during the summer. So I'm trying to like really prioritize, you know, taking time for myself and not overworking myself and like finding that good work-life balance that, you know, like promotes emotional and mental and physical health during this semester so that I have that established already going into the summer. So next question, why do you think people judge or look down on others who choose to seek help or therapy? I really hate this and I feel like it's not as bad nowadays as it once was I think that it was honestly just one of those things that like people were unfamiliar with and um, I think some people get kind of offended by it because they are like why don't you just like confide in me when in reality you know like we sometimes we just need people who are removed from our lives to talk to and just um, talk to things about and like seeking professional help because they're it's literally their job to like get you in a better place and like um, help you out. So I don't really know why people have ever done that and it like bothers me that people do but I think it's just um something sometimes I think people don't they they probably judge because they haven't really been through something that's made them get to such a low point in life where they felt like they would need that help so they straight up just don't understand it maybe but that doesn't mean that's never going to happen to them if you know what I mean like they're everyone's going to go through really hard times and you know some people respond uh to those things differently than others but i think at the end of the day everyone could use a little bit of you know like therapy or just talking to someone that's removed from their lives and the situations in their life and there's no shame in that at all like at all um how to deal with seasonal depression so (laughs) i know a lot of people i have friends who like live in new york who like talk about this being really bad because it's just so cold like during like february march or whatever And, you know, there's like days where like you just don't even like leave your apartment because it's so cold or whatever. And it gets like that. I mean, I think seasonal affects everyone everywhere pretty much Um, because some places are just more gray times of year than others. But I think that forcing yourself to like get up and like get out of the house and like create happiness in your life instead of just like letting yourself um, kind of like sit through it is the best way to do it. So like actually getting up and like doing things that make you happy, whether that be like shopping around with a friend or you know going to the gym and just like getting some endorphins flowing um things like that and just like kind of like finding the joy in like the seasonal depressed depressive like things that like make seasons depressing if that makes sense so, like for example with it being like, really gray and rainy instead of just being like ugh, oh, it's so gray and rainy outside you know like make a cozy night in for yourself you know like light a candle take a bath, like listen to the rain or just, you know, like turn some Christmas lights on in your room, like little things like that. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but like making the most of those little things and just being like, oh, it's like really gloomy outside. I'm going to make myself a cozy night in with some tea and read a book to take advantage of it being like this and take advantage of this time where it feels appropriate to rest. Because sometimes I feel like when it's sunny and stuff, you feel a lot of pressure to like be outside and be like doing a lot when sometimes you really just want to rest when it's really sunny outside if that makes any sense at all but how to deal with loneliness and FOMO freshman year of college um I have said it a million times I had a really rough freshman year with loneliness and everything I just kind of channeled all of my lonely energy and all of my time and energy into doing really well in my classes and I just worked really hard in all of them I worked for a pluses in every class I didn't get an a plus in every single class my freshman year but that's what I was working for and I mean in the long run that ended up working out nicely because I have a really strong you know base GPA uh, going into my really hard major classes and I would I spent so much extra time you know working on my classes and stuff to where it would take away from The times where I'd just be sitting in bed by myself not having anything to do and being lonely. Um, I found TV shows that I really liked and I would just binge them. And, like, I've never been someone to really binge shows other than, like, Grey's Anatomy. And my freshman year of college, I, like, actually, like, watched so many shows that year. Like, I watched um, all of Gossip Girl. I watched 13 Reasons Why and um, Friday Night Lights and, gosh, what else did I watch? Uh, Vampire Diaries. Like, I watched all of those series during my freshman year. When normally I don't really watch anything at all. And just like finding things that like you like to do that make you happy happy, and taking advantage of periods of loneliness um, to like work on yourself and to like find yourself in a sense I think is really valuable because I think a lot of times like whenever you know you're really thriving with like the friendships and relationships in your life you can kind of lose yourself in them. So I think kind of like taking the time in your season of loneliness which I think there's purpose in every season of loneliness um, taking the time to like really develop yourself and find yourself, find your hobbies, find your passions. Those are like the best times to do it because it's when you're at your lowest of lows and you truly find what makes you happy with those things. With the fear of missing out thing, I just have to constantly remind myself that people way over glamorize their lives on especially on social media. And just because I'm not doing the same thing as everyone else doesn't mean that I have less of a life and Um, my life doesn't have to look just like someone else's because we all have unique lives and everything. So I think, um, that's just like my best advice for that, I guess. But, um, next question is, I feel like my social anxiety limits me in college. Any advice? I totally feel this. I remember my freshman year. I'd be really scared to like talk to anyone in my classes and I would just like wait on them to talk to me. I hated doing any kind of like interview situations. I hated going to club meetings. I straight up didn't go to club meetings if I had to go by myself or organization meetings. Um, There's even still times now where I'll like go to my business fraternity chapter meetings and I only have like two or three friends in it. And if, like, all of them aren't there one day and I'm by myself, I get so uncomfortable because I'm just, like, I am a senior and I'm sitting in here by myself and everyone else is sitting with a friend. But I just, like, try not to let it get to me, like, and I remind myself that I'm an independent person and that, like, it's okay um, to be alone. But I think as far as, like, in college, I think a lot of people are a lot more stressed out than you think they are and you may feel like you're the only one that feels that way, but you're not alone. And I think that... um having, you know, like a sense of social anxiety, you have to kind of like get yourself outside of your comfort zone because a lot of times we get really stressed about things just because we haven't experienced them before. But I think forcing yourself a step outside of your comfort zone, you start to realize that some things aren't as bad as they may seem, such as, um, you know, asking someone in your class to like go get coffee and study. Like that seems really scary. But then when you actually go and do it, it's, like, such a great thing you can do for yourself, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, there are certain things that are going to cause you, like, a lot of social anxiety. So, I don't, like, recommend, like, trying those things right out the bat. But just, like, little things like um, asking someone to go get coffee in your class or just asking for someone's number in your class. So you could text them about stuff. And um, eventually those, you know, like, little acquaintances can develop into friendships and stuff. And that may help you. I hope that helps you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next question is um, Have you learned how to take care of yourself without feeling guilty, struggling? And I already touched on this a little bit, but I just wanted to say that um, the key to just like being able to do it without feeling guilty is to just like make sure that you understand the actual value in resting and taking care of yourself. Um, because I think a lot of us like. Feel guilty about it because we don't appreciate resting enough. We don't appreciate taking care of ourselves enough because we don't see the true value in it. When in reality, we all know that if we take time to rest, we perform so much better in all of our other areas of life and we're a lot less stressed, we're a lot less on edge. And I think that acknowledging the benefits it has can really help you stop feeling so guilty about it, if that makes sense. And those are all the questions I'm going to answer today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Be sure to follow the Gen Z Girl podcast, join the Facebook group, leave a review if you're feeling like it, and thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.